This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. As Rhode Island's first ever member-owned credit union, Navigant Credit Union has been a staple in the local business community for more than 108 years. Today, Navigant is a $3.4 billion institution serving more than 136,000 members across 25 physical branch locations. But since its founding in 1915, the mission has never changed. Navigant Credit Union's team of financial professionals have remained committed to improving the financial well-being of the families, businesses, and communities they serve across Rhode Island. Learn more at NavigantCU.org. Half Street Group brings a new generation's perspective to leadership communications, strategic public relations, and digital marketing. Half Street helps organizations and leaders take control of their own stories and manage their reputations. They get results for their clients by focusing on audience, message, and culture, and by leveraging their decade-long relationship with media and opinion leaders in the Ocean State and throughout New England. Join me and Half Street Group founder and president Mike Rea for a conversation every month about news of the day, the hottest media analysis, and a look behind the scenes at how impactful leaders drive conversations. Learn more at Half Street Group. Bartholomew Town is presented in part by the University of Rhode Island Online, who offer a wide array of programs. Learn more by visiting uri.edu slash online. Great to check in with Congressman Gabe Amo, and we were just talking offline. Your 100th day in office is coming up next week. How's that feel? Look, it, it feels great. I, you know, in one sense of it, feels like a blink of an eye ago. I had just gotten elected and uh, sworn in. Uh, but on the other end, with the range of issues that I've been dealing with, it does feel like I've been here a while and I look forward uh, to continuing to work for Rhode Islanders in every way possible. Let's get into some some of those issues right now. Um, just over the weekend, you, I believe you returned from the Munich Security Council. Big takeaways from that from your standpoint. Yeah, look, it was my first opportunity to travel internationally uh, as a member of Congress. Moreover, I am a member of the House uh, Committee on Foreign Affairs and serve on the subcommittees for Europe and Middle East, North Africa and Central Asia. So uh, needless to say, there's a lot going on in those places. And I I will say that the prime takeaway is that America uh, is a leader. However, so many of our allies around the world are craving more from that leadership. And we see, uh, at least in the place that I work, uh, the House of Chaos, uh, due to the House Extreme Republican uh, uh, majority under Speaker Johnson, can't do some of the fundamentals in our commitments to the international community. So I personally uh, sat in meetings uh, with leaders from Ukraine uh, who pleaded with us uh, to, to move forward. I sat uh, even with the foreign minister from Portugal, uh, who you, know, you wouldn't necessarily think would be at the forefront of seeking American leadership in the world, especially because of the deep ties we have with a place like Rhode Island, but also saying, when are you stepping up uh, America? I heard from the Germans. I spent a lot of time uh, with, with German members of the Bundestag, and they also said similar. So uh, I am energized by that experience to go and make sure in the House that we double down on our commitments to the global community because our leadership leadership is so sorely needed. What What's your take? And I guess this is sort of based probably on conversations, but also just your gut. Does the world community know that so much of the 
or so many of the stop gaps right now that are preventing what you're alluding to there, that full-fledged leadership, is really based on a handful of Republicans in the House right now. Do they get that sense or is it less discerning? Well, oddly enough, Bill, and I was fascinated by this, so many of these leaders in, in parliaments and in, in governments across the, the uh, continent know what a discharge petition is. I guarantee you there are not a lot of Americans who know what a discharge position is, frankly, until I got to the, the Congress. I was not actively engaged with the conversation about such a tool. And so that your listeners know, discharge petition is a mechanism to force a vote uh, on the floor for an item uh, that isn't necessarily being put on there by the leadership. So effectively, it, we would need a majority of House members uh, in this current configuration of the House. I think that's 217 uh, because of the vacancies to vote affirmatively to call uh, for something to be placed on the agenda of the House floor. In this instance, this refers to uh, a, a mechanism being considered amongst many others by Democrats to work with Republicans to get the needed aid for Ukraine uh, for uh, both our humanitarian needs uh, in, uh, uh, in the Gaza war uh, and also uh, the, the reinforcement uh, for Israel. And on top of that, our commitments in the South China Sea as China's threat is growing. So this is a mechanism to potentially get that on the floor. And all these European leaders knew exactly what it was. So they're informed about the ins and outs of our government in a way that maybe a lot of you're suggesting a lot of folks in general, and I would agree with that notion, just the the average citizen or member of the American community writ large probably doesn't have a pulse of makes sense as someone involved in politics, but you nailed it there. It's because it is existential, right? When it is something that is tied through the growing threat of Russia, right? Right up against all of those Baltic states. Uh, uh, the the issues that they face as members of NATO. This is actually a, a an issue of life and death, and that's why I think they have made it their prerogative to know. The UN Security Council voting yesterday uh, to not call for an all-out ceasefire right now in Gaza. We're seeing horrific images on a really hourly basis. Understanding all the preamble, October seventh the horror, the hostages, your position right now, should there be a ceasefire in Gaza? Well, look, I think we need a, a negotiated end to this conflict as soon as possible. We know right now that the, those negotiations are ongoing. Um, uh, uh, Hamas and Egypt, uh, and Brent McGurk from uh, the National Security Council is out there to work on that end. And similarly, we have Qatar, Jordan, Israel, and the United States at the table. We need to end this conflict uh, as soon as possible. Uh, and we need it to be a bilateral end. It has to be on both ends. Uh, and, and so uh, I, I, you know, frankly, the, the phrase or word that you use is less important than the, the, the concept of a negotiated end where we can get humanitarian aid as soon as possible. I, I you know, would prefer not to be mired in the, the short form of solutions and really think about what does the day after look like and how do we make sure that more innocent people, more innocent people do not die, children, right? And that we get the aid out there as soon as possible, that we make sure that Hamas is not empowered to move any further, 
right? And that we get as many of the hostages uh, that have been gone for so long, many of whom are in a precarious situation uh, in terms of their ability to, to, to survive. How do we rectify all of that so we need a negotiated end as soon as possible? Benjamin Netanyahu has not been a good actor throughout the, the whole of this. Uh, while we are a partner of, of Israel and its people, I don't believe that Benjamin Netanyahu has been a partner to uh, our, our, our country uh, in this. And we need to work as fast as possible to, to achieve that this end. To that point, kind of bridging the next year, I wanted to go to your former boss, really, uh, President Biden. Do you think that this issue, just from your own gut instinct as someone who's just campaigned, the issue of Gaza, the issue of the continuation of, of the images and, and horror stories that we're seeing, is a singular issue that could cost the president re-election? Or do you think that, do you, in other words, do you think politics are playing more of a forward role in this moment than they ought to in terms of the president taking the position that he's currently taking? And do you think it could come back to have, a, have the opposite impact as, as perhaps he is hoping, if in fact politics are coming before policy here? Well, look, if you've heard the president articulate his worldview uh, here, uh, and so frankly, if, if, if it was merely just about politics, uh, I, he may not take this particular position. Uh, I actually feel like uh, at this time, we all need to take away the political conclusions uh, um, uh, from this particular scenario and instead focus on the, the humanitarian solutions, which is how do we prevent uh, more suffering uh, in this world? And that is, that is, I think, a fundamental part of serving in government, uh, part of the role that the United States has uh, in, in the world. And so, you know, I, I think there are people who feel strongly about this issue, rightfully so. Uh, I, I, I don't minimize uh, anyone's concern uh, for this situation. Uh, it, it possesses a, a, a ton of complexity, uh, but complexity should not mask uh, or detract from uh, arriving uh, at a conclusion that is consistent uh, with our values. And so, uh, you know, I'll let an election that's coming in November sort itself out because I do think it is a million lifetimes in politics away. Uh, having seen it myself, right, in the short campaign cycle that I was in just now, these things go by really quickly. And so uh, my, my, my goal is, electoral uh, consequences aside, that we uh, see a conclusion soon. It's been in the news. It's been discussed in political circles. It's been discussed in random circles around the country. President Biden's mental fitness right now. You, you know the president. Your take right now, should he continue to pursue re-election? Yes, I, I, without a doubt. Let, let's just go back quickly. Uh, and I know sometimes uh, we in politics like to, to tell uh, accomplishments, but I do think it's important. Let's look at where we started in January 2021. COVID-19, an economic collapse on the horizon, and democracy, the entire state of democracy, fate of democracy, was hinging on a successful first two years of President Biden. And he delivered. And now in this third year, as we are in the election period, as we go through uh, the, the exercise of assessing, are you better off now 
than you were four years ago, right? We've heard that in presidential elections. I don't know how we can't unequivocally say yes in total. Yes, some Americans have not benefited and felt the economic recovery, but we do see there is, in fact, one. Yes, we do have some difficulties you know, around housing, around cost of living, around uh, so many uh, um, hurdles to opportunity being real for everyone. Sure. But I will tell you, when I look at our investments in infrastructure, our investments uh, in, in, in healthcare, uh, lowering the cost of insulin, doing things uh, like investing in community violence intervention programs, the first ever eviction program nationwide, uh, it, chips and science. I, I can go on and on. No one has a hit list like him. So when you talk about his ability to do the job, I will say experience matters, and that's what made the difference. Now, uh, I, I will tell you, this is a very clear choice. The, if it's President Biden versus former President Trump, there is no real comparison. So this is why I say we are lifetimes away, because it is the choices haven't crystallized in the minds of Rhode Islanders, in the minds of Americans, un until we're closer. And I get that, because life is complicated. So I think President Biden should keep going. Uh, I, 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 and he will keep going and he will be successful in November. And I, I, I do know that uh, the noise out there is picking up. But that just means, right, that, that we are getting closer. And, uh, you know, as they say, uh, you ain't doing a good job if you don't have haters. And he's got some haters, but I know he's done a, a great job uh, for the American people. As they say in journalism, it's better to be skewered than ignored. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, I know we only have a couple of minutes here. I want to get to a couple of local issues. Just uh, if you could touch on your initiative legislatively to stop military aid to Azerbaijan. Mm -hmm. Look, for, for me, it, it is a function of our, uh, our leadership in the world. I just referenced it, right? It is really important uh, that, especially for the conflicts we don't hear about every day, Right, that that we have a voice collectively as as a country, and yes, I, I you know know that there are currently discussions uh, to you know with the U.S. at the table, with the international community at the table. But I think it, it is it is a clear message that we need to continue to make uh, that we will not stand for uh, oppression anywhere. And for me, I think it's important that Rhode Islanders know, especially those in our Armenian community where I stand and how I can be helpful uh, in raising my voice in this particular circumstance. Locally, the Washington Bridge scenario remains the biggest story of the moment. Really nothing else has risen to that level of just day in, day out coverage. There's an announcement that's going to take place in about 40 minutes from when we're recording. People will know it by the time this comes out. Evidently, they're going to expand from two lanes to three lanes in the bypass. That might help traffic flow a little bit. My question to you from your standpoint in Congress, have you spoken to Secretary Buttigieg about this? Any plans that you know of for the secretary to visit Rhode Island? And what can you do from your seat to try to alleviate the small business issue? And also from an oversight standpoint of, ask, of answering the question of how we got here? Yes, I've been in touch with the secretary a few times now. Uh, as you know, many of your listeners will know, I worked in the, in the, the White House and got to see uh, and, and build a relationship with the secretary. He is one of our more talented uh, leaders to, to serve in that department and across uh, the cabinet. 
And uh, essentially, he has said what I have consistently uh, attract. We need to get through uh, a, a full investigation, a reporting of what uh, is needed uh, for the bridge, because the speculation isn't helpful to Rhode Islanders. We need predictability. We need uh, to be able to anticipate, because this has been so disruptive to small businesses, has been uh, d- disruptive to, to commutes, dis- disruptive to kids going to and from school, uh, to, to the region. Really, so much goes over that bridge. And so I think we have to be evidence-based. I'm not going to spend a lot of time speculating, uh, you know, conspiracy theory, this or that. What I need to know, it really is, what can I do? How can I ask the federal government to provide the resources necessary, whether that's monetary, whether that's expertise, which they're already doing, supporting uh, via FHWA on some of the uh, analysis. I mean, this is a very intense process to figure out how this very complex set of bridges interlocks. I know more about bridges now than I ever learned before. Here. And, right. and, and we need to tell the Rhode Island people everything that's happening around there. So it's something that I implore uh, the governor to continue doing, to find more solutions uh, in the short term. But then when the long-term solution arrives, my sleeves are rolled up, ready to call and use the phone as my weapon to get every single resource that we need here in Rhode Island. That's my pledge. Congressman Gabe Amo, coming up on 100 Days in Office. Congratulations on that feat, and um, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bill, and thank you, everybody, for listening. I look forward to seeing you around the district.